I'm gonna make it! This is the greatest thrill of my life! I'm king of the world! Woohoo! Woohoo! I. lots of action there so hello and welcome to the perth de la prem world cup live stream this is your host mike got lots to cover with the quarterfinals taking place and we now approach the semi-finals we're live on twitter twitch and youtube so get involved spread the word and sit back and relax as we look at what's been a pretty crazy world cup uh just a quick shout out to all the listeners out there uh as a phys ed teacher i love a bit of analytics so i've been looking and, and seeing that we've got listeners all over the place so belgium the uk usa africa of course, Australia. So thanks for your support. And uh, without any further ado, I'm joined as always by Gareth. How you going, Gareth? Uh, not as good as I have been, but yeah, still been okay. Sounds very mellow. Very, very mellow. And uh, Michael, how are you going? Yeah, I'm good. I'm on school holidays, so I can't be happier. Oh, don't brag. Private schoolboy over here. Uh, I'll start with you first then, Michael. You know, what have you made of this World Cup? Because... I'd say, you know, looking at some of our predictions, we've been pretty horrendous. <laughs> it's been far from, you know, linear in terms of results and predictions, you know. What are your thoughts on on the World Cup? It's, it's been a pretty crazy one, despite all the off-field stuff. Uh, I've enjoyed it. I, I was uh, not going to enjoy it as much as I am, actually. Uh, however, the little rumours of uh, signings, especially for uh, in, um, club football now, um, and people going on training camps to get the squad back together. Obviously, people going back to their national, um, to their, their domestic teams. Um, so you're seeing those images leak. Um, so it's getting a little bit of excitement, even though we have three matches left in the World Cup. Yeah, definitely. So um, club football, I can't believe that. It feels like that was has been gone for ages now. It almost feels like a, a whole nother time in itself and it's it was a bit weird that it's it's now coming back just about um gareth what do you make of it so far yeah obviously i, I had a little bit of a high and I, I'd, I'd reached the point where i started to believe of england and and now i've been crashed back to reality so yeah i'm probably done with the world cup to be honest i'm ready for club football to come back 
I probably won't watch either semi-final and I probably won't watch the final either. Uh, you sound a bit like Van Dyke once he got knocked yeah, out. That yeah, was it for him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How was his how was his shoulder charge, Michael, on uh I think it was oh, Paradise. <laughs> yeah, was what what a man. He's a mountain, isn't he? Um yeah, and I think on the chat at the time, um the um we got a little notification from Gareth of the balls of the man to take his uh, team and says i'm taking the first pen and we see what a penny took in the cup final last year he looked the keeper in the eye of chelsea and he put it on um, top corner but this one wasn't at it was it no definitely not um all right boys so just a just a quick little discussion before we do get into things i can i can tell gareth um i don't know maybe if he wants to unload on southgate or england i don't know but um i was just looking around because obviously you know you've got a lot of teams there and and people go they should be doing better they should be doing this that and because of some of the players they got and we had a little bit of a chat the other day about this you know what players do people like the idea of more Mm. than the player themselves because for me there's a lot i mean jar felix sort of stands out because he hasn't done too well at atletico madrid but you know it's very marketable. Maybe even Neymar to some extent. Aubameyang, Isco, uh, Michael. You can go first. I I remember the chat. I put a sensio actually from uh, Real Madrid. Can I go? <laughs> a, yeah, yeah, good one. No, I think that will wait to Gareth for that. Um, yeah, it's like he's always linked for a, a move away from somewhere else. Um, he's got these lovely highlights where he uh, fires a forty-yard rocket off his left foot. And he looks amazing, um, but then he seems to just stay put and uh, get limited game time. But then he then hits one a few weeks later, and then they talk all about him again. Yeah, I think he's been derailed by injuries. I don't, I don't really follow Madrid too much, but you're right. He's like a like a Nick Natanui in the AFL a bit highlights real sort of thing. But yeah, there's some context yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For for any um, international listeners. You got no idea who I'm talking about. Go check out Nick Natanui on YouTube, and I'll tell you what—you'd be like, this guy is incredible. But uh, in terms of consistency, maybe not. Uh, what about you, Gareth? Uh, the one who sprung to mind first was La- Lautaro Martinez, the Argentinian who's uh, into Milan. I think loads of people talk about him, and, and they, they've probably only seen that he scored a couple of goals, or they saw seen his clips on YouTube, and they go, "God, you know, Man United have been linked with him. He's fantastic." But I think he's. I think he's bang average. And whenever I've watched Argentina and he's come off the bench, he's been woeful. Um, and then the only other one that springs to mind, which more people are, are really kind of giving him out now is Mason Mount. I never, <laughs> like, I've never really rated him. Like, don't get me wrong, he tries hard, but I, don't, I just don't think he's anything that flash. Harvey Elliott? No, it's all right, Michael. I know you love him. Um, no, you're right. I was actually I was actually thinking Mason Mount as well. Um He's a good player. He's talented, but I mean, yeah, he's he's had a shocker of a World Cup, that's for sure. Um, Would you take Mount or Madison? Oh, Madison, hundred percent. The thing is, the thing is, though, Mount plays for Chelsea. Madison plays for Leicester, so it's not as glamorous or exotic. I think. Well, if you have to pay, let's say I don't know, seventy-five. If you if you guarantee you have to pay seventy-five for each of them, you still still take a Madison. Yeah, no. Well, I think I think uh, Mount, if he's playing for Leicester, he'd be getting the opportunities that Madison's getting. You know, I mean, he'd be having the shots around the box. Um, it doesn't really happen as much Chelsea. That's my opinion, anyways. You could maybe yeah. say the same for Jack Grealish, though, as well. You know, he'd probably be in that bracket. <laughs> he's shocking. He is shocking. I, yeah, I, I'm not going to get into that because I don't. I don't think he actually is, but um, and, and that, that's possibly biased, but. 
Yeah, no. Um, okay, so let's have a look at the. Uh, we obviously got the results to go through today. So, I mean, there's some massive ones. I mean, the team I want to talk about first, not England. We'll save that till later. Um, it's Morocco because I think I said in the last pod that it was probably a step too far for them, but they just keep they just keep defying the odds. And I, correct me if I'm wrong, either of you. I think it actually might be the first African side to to reach a semi final of a World Cup. That's and, correct. This is a stat that came up the other day. I was I was completely shocked by this. They only conceded one goal in the World Cup, and that was when they put it in their own net. So, you know, that's remarkable, and I, I think they can't be underestimated now. So, Michael, what do you make of uh, Morocco's World Cup? Oh, it's a dream. Dream to be a Moroccan fan. Um, I think it, I can link it to the context of if you make a semi-final Champions League, as soon as you go that far deep in a competition, you just as every chance. Like Ajax, um, what they did to Real Madrid um, in, in that run, I think Morocco now, they've got nothing to lose. They didn't have anything to lose last game. And uh, mm. um, I think the, the nerves on the opposition now coming up against them, you know, um, yeah, nothing to lose. Let's let's see what happens. And um, Gareth, do you think maybe it's a bit of a banana skin for France? Because I think, obviously, look at teams on paper. France should be quite comfortably beating them. But, I mean, again, the World Cup results aren't linear. It doesn't always work like that. Yeah, well, purely because a lot of my predictions have been woeful. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna back France and say because I remember a few people saying similar to that against Croatia, like, oh, you know, Croatia, France might struggle against Croatia in the last World Cup final, mm. and they absolutely battered them. So I feel like France, no, they won't batter Morocco, but I feel like they'll have too much. But I really, really hope them um, to be wrong. I'd love to see Morocco go on and win it. It'd just be absolutely amazing. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I'm seeing a lot of people. I mean, look, if whether they win it, they've obviously got to get through France first. But um, I, I'm seeing people have shouts now. They're like, "This could be better than the Leicester City miracle." Do you think maybe that's a bit far fetched, or you know, do, do you reckon maybe um, if if they were to win it, because it, cause it's an international competition, they're not together all the time. Um, it could be, yeah. you know, of that magnitude, perhaps. Hundred percent. I think it'll be a miracle. Um, like you said, the first African team to get in the semi-finals. Uh, you're going to go on and knock out the defending champions, and then go on and arguably versus uh, Messi's Argentina. I, I, oh, I think it'd be one of those World Cups you you never f- not hear about. Every time a World Cup comes about, they're going to be showing this Moroccan team and saying, "Wow, remember what they did." Yeah, I mean, yes. it could. Go on, Gareth. It's all right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible. I, I just thinking then, and I, I think it would be as big as the Leicester thing. It's, you know, in terms of the odds, it, it probably wouldn't have been because I know when that Leicester thing did happen, they capped the odds because I think someone won a ridiculous amount of money. Um, but yeah, it would just be absolutely incredible. And there surely would be absolutely nobody, un, apart from potentially Morocco fans, that might have actually put some money on them winning the World Cup. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, look, if they were to win, it'd be be remarkable. And I don't know, it could just be a flash in the pan. But I think definitely, like, you can see all the other African sides get around them as well, which is quite a stark contrast from <laughs> perhaps the United Kingdom. But I, I reckon that's got something to do with the, the cockiness of um, maybe some of the English fans. So um, shall we talk about them now, Gareth? So I reckon... Um, you probably got a little bit to unload here. I mean, you said yourself you didn't watch the game, uh, maybe for a few different reasons. But, you know, uh, I think 
for me as well. Like I'm seeing lots of England fans go, oh, Southgate out, Southgate out. I, I think that's ludicrous. I think he's done a great job for the team culture. He's, you know, he's got the team to the, the latter stages consistently. And if you look at this game here, by all accounts, you know, even if you watch the highlights, England weren't far off. I don't think they were that bad. They didn't get played off the park or anything like that. Um, you know, in many respects, this easily could have been the final, but unfortunately, it's just how the draw works. So I think England fans just need to calm down a little bit and have a little bit of a uh, reality check because Southgate's done a fantastic job. And who are you going to get in? Because I'm hearing names like Mourinho. I'm hearing names like Tuchel. One, are they going to leave their respective jobs at the moment? Same for like Eddie Howe and, and Graham Potter. They're not going to leave their jobs. And, you know, England fans complain about defensive football, but <laughs> you're asking for Mourinho and and Tuchel, that's what they've made their names for, defensive football. So um, perhaps, actually, I'll let you go first, Michael. What do you think? Uh, I actually watched the game, so um, it was one of those crazy ones got up. Uh, yeah, I, I think if – it doesn't make it look as bad. I think if Harry Kane put, tucks away the pen, goes to 2-2, um, goes to extra time, they lose on extra time or on pens, I think they could get away with a bit more. Um, but I, I'm looking back in the French side that they're coming up against and the names that I had missing, actually. And I think that's the point that really um, magnifies with my thoughts. They didn't have Kante, they didn't have Pogba, they didn't have uh, Ninkuku. Um, so there's a lot of like first-star names. So Kimpembe at the back as well for PSG. Um, so you take all those names out and they still really didn't get close. And like, they're letting Giroud, I know he's the old-time Goal, top goal scorer now, but on Benzema as well, obviously. Um, but you, you know, you've got big Harry Maguire at the back, um, Gareth, Gareth Mann. Um, yeah, I, I think it might be time for a change for Southgate. I don't think he's got enough passion on the sidelines, enough drive. Maybe it's in behind the scenes that we don't see, but on the touch, when the team needs a bit of lift, um, there wasn't much there. Oh, I don't oh. I don't know. I, I disagree. I don't think it's all about that. You don't have to be all Jurgen Klopp about things and, and whatever. But, you know, I just... Yeah, I it just, was just seen you know, that, 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 that the goals weren't coming from play. For like, um, are they going to get something from a set opportunity? Um, of Obviously, the penalty, so like a dead ball situation. It didn't seem that, like, oh, they're building, they're creating, they're, they're putting a bit of pressure on, there's 20 minutes to go, and, they, and they're going to crack France's back line. Um, it was never like that. It, it, it was a bit more of like, okay, let's play, let's play as a cup final. We want to concede. If we concede first, we're gone. Let's just keep in it. Let's just keep it. And something might happen. Not that they actually went for it. I think Gareth on last pod said, if they go for it and lose, yeah. That's okay. That didn't actually happen. They didn't go for it, in my opinion. Yeah, but isn't that isn't that just the nature of knockout tires? I mean, teams try to figure themselves out, and and I just think for me the difference probably was France were clinical. They actually took their chances, and and you saw in that little intro there that perhaps you know that, that Giroud obviously dangerous in the box. Um, I mean, sure, many outside the box as well. Moment of brilliance. England were just lacking it, and. By margins as well. Yeah, like you say, if Haynes, uh, Harry Kane scores that penalty, I mean, it, it could have been anything. They could have gone on and won that game, could have given them the momentum that they needed. Um, so, do. yeah. I'd... That's football. Yeah. That's football. Yeah, yeah so obviously, obviously as an England fan, it, it's tough and oh, terrible. And the fact that I didn't actually watch the game live, obviously I had a, a, a big day on Saturday and didn't quite make it to the game, but then watched it the next day. And yeah, look, disappointing. France, I know, obviously, they've got so many players missing. They've been in that situation before. 
um, and they were just too good. You look at those things, you know, could have Pickford maybe save the first goal potentially? Could Maguire defend a little bit better? Yeah, potentially. If Harry Kane scored that equaliser, game would have been different. Who knows? I, I, I still think France would have, even if Harry Kane scored that, I still think France would have gone through because they've they've got more in the clutch moments. I, I said I, I think we've got a better team than them on paper. And I, I still agree with that statement, but obviously that doesn't win you games. Being able to grind results out um, like France can do is what's going to win you games and win you tournaments. I said early on, um, to win a World Cup, you're going to have to have games where you don't play too well and grind out results. England actually did play all right, and they still couldn't grind out results. So, yeah, quite frustrating and, and, and really quite deflated. Um, in terms of Gareth Southgate, for me, I feel he chooses when he wants to leave. Um but I, I would say as well, I think the England job is probably the worst job you can have in football because of how toxic uh, the English fans are and the English media is as well. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he called it quits. Um, his mental health, he must be so, so mentally strong because the stuff that he cops on a regular, you know, if they play well, oh, yeah, he's done well, but still should have done this, still should have done that. Why did he take so-and-so off when he'd scored two? It's always negatives. And and when we do bad, it's just he, he's completely wrong. Um, so I feel he'll walk personally. And I wouldn't – I'd, I'd go, you know, thanks for everything you've done because he's, we've had some really good times without, obviously, any massive success. Who's there to get in? Honestly, I can't see anyone. Um you know, these Mourinho's, these Tuchel's, they haven't man- managed in international football. Like, you know, you'd love to be like saying, oh, let's just get Klopp in. But that's, you know, something like that would never, ever happen. So what's going to happen? You know, you get you get rid of Southgate. Say if we do get rid of him, which I don't think we will because um, he's got a contract till 2024. But even, even after that, if he leaves after that Euros, what are we going to go back to bringing in kind of unknown European managers and it's going to be like the whole Sven and, Capello, obviously Capello is a bit more well known, but they never worked. Whereas Southgate, you know, he's got this group together, and and Michael said, you know, he could have had a bit more on the sidelines. I just think the the camaraderie the team's got it's, it's definitely the best team we've had in a long time. And I just, you know, if he if he does stay, you just got to try and believe in the process, and and hopefully the what sixty odd years of hurt will hopefully stop. But yeah, it's just it's just another typical England tournament. You just get your hopes up so much, and then comes crashing down and you just feel flat. This is how it feels to be a, a City fan in the Champions League, I think. Um, you, you spoke pretty well there, Gareth. I think you summed up um, lots of good points. I think Southgate as well, probably, if he wants to go, he goes. If, if he wants to stay, he stays. And you've obviously got a contract until, I think it's 2024. So for me, I think if I'm an England fan, I'd probably want him to stay on until the Euros and then maybe see how that tournament goes. And I could probably see him moving on after that. I think... You know, what's that, four tournaments he would have taken the team to? Like he said himself, he's the way he's felt after a tournament compared to maybe a few weeks after, a couple of months after is quite different because it is obviously quite draining because it's short, sharp, it's very intense. But And, and you know, like you said, it's a toxic job. It's it's not great. And I I don't know, I think he's done really well to, to manage all of that um, and kind of create a cohesive squad. And, you know, like you say, camaraderie as well, it's something that the England squad probably never had or, or not for a very, very long time. You know, look at back in the days where you had Scholes, Gerard Lampard, you know, all those sorts of players, Beckham. It was all the clicks. It was all the Man United, Chelsea, Arsenal, whatever, Liverpool fa- uh, players. And they all segregated because they, they didn't get on when they went to the international team and they couldn't form a, a solid team. You're right, though, as well, about obviously having to grind out results. And 
for me, England are probably still one of the, were one of the better teams left in the World Cup. But you know, and compared to some of the teams that are still in it, look at Argentina. I don't think they're that great, but they just find a way, don't they? So, um, yeah, certainly interesting. I, I, like I said, I just think England fans be careful what you wish for because the job he's done and and the way he's managed things, it, there's no guarantees that someone else is going to come in um, and and do that exact same thing and. Maybe on the flip side, playing devil's advocate, maybe you could say he's laid the groundwork for someone better to come in and do another job and, and take them that one step further, but you just can't guarantee it. So I don't know what you reckon, Michael. Yeah, uh, you see that with uh, well, the coach of, was it Germany that left recently? Um, after their um, exit? Low. Yeah, you're low. low. Yeah, um, so he, obviously he was a successful manager and even the pressure was him after like these major tournaments to, um, yeah, just, just say I'm out, um, someone else take my job and we'll go from there. Um, there's also been like little rumours, um, like the biggest one, like what you said, Thomas Tuchel, um, I also heard the name Stephen Gerrard to take it. Um, aside from being English, um, these are the candidates um, that they're looking to take on um, and I, I, like, I, I think it could be a time to move on because you say he's, he's, he's done three tournaments now, the next is going to be his fourth. Um, I think you need to get it right because after the next one, the core group that he's built, that is, uh, they, they've done one really in the last two tournaments, um, that's going to be nearly it for them. So they need to get it right because then two to four years later, there's going to be a different team in yeah, I think um, for me, like obviously you say, like Gerard, they, yeah, he's injured, uh, English. I want our next manager to be English. The only really options I could I could think of, Eddie Howe, he's always been floated around, but with the way Newcastle are going right now, he's not going to leave. And the other one would probably be Graham Potter. I mean, he's not started great at Chelsea, but he's only just gone to Chelsea, so he's not going to come either. So, yeah, Southgate... Yeah, sorry to chip in, Gareth, but like a good point that you mentioned with those two managers, my thoughts on that is they're still trying to prove themselves at club level um, and they've got so much to do at club level they're not like a Mourinho or a Klopp that say hey I've done this now I'm going to have my next opportunity next uh, um, task somewhere else and prove myself in a different field you know what I mean what do you Mm -hmm. think yeah no I I agree the the only other one I actually just thought into mind as well when you said try and prove themselves um, Steve Cooper because he I'm pretty sure he was the England under 21s manager originally. So he's been in that England kind of system, similar to kind of Southgate, like hasn't obviously he did brilliantly with Forrest in the championship, hasn't done so well here, but he could be potentially another option. Like if, if he wanted to to leave Forrest, someone like that, he's English, he's been in the system, but it's going to be similar to Southgate. Um, but yeah, I, I still think Southgate's the right man for the job, but we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah. I think it's a hard one to, to gauge as well, but I think, yeah, maybe some time for reflection, let it actually settle because I'm sure you boys know, especially after big games or, or big losses like that, you know, you your feelings can be quite distorted by your emotions. So um, I think we'll, we'll, we'll move on. Gareth is getting a bit miserable over there in the corner of his, uh, of his living room, wherever he may be. Um, in, the <laughs> in the baby's room. All right, let's not wake up the little man. Um, all right, Argentina, like I mentioned, so... Um, the dream keeps living on for Lionel Messi. Uh, the fairy tale continues. Jeez, oh, I mean, I must look like an absolute dickhead. I said that would be out ages ago. 
I said the Netherlands might have a chance. I mean, look, that was a great game. I mean, obviously, uh, yeah. was it Weghorst? Did he did he score? But oh no, it wasn't both. He he um scored a goal, and then I can't pronounce yeah. the other guy's name, Cooper, Cooper Myers or something like that. You know, late drama. Um, great game as well. So, what do you make of that, Michael? You're you're a Messi fanboy over here. Um, yeah, know, I I, I, I did obviously uh, predict Netherlands to go through in the last game. Um, but like I said, with all those uh, South American teams, they fight for absolutely everything. And I think that's one of the aspects, regardless of what names they got on the pitch, um, it just helps them, doesn't it? Um, I think message celebration can uh, nearly be iconic, you know, trying to listen to the crowd right in front of the Netherlands supporters. Um, and if he goes on to win it, uh, I think this might prove his status of uh, best ever footballer well above Ronaldo. Yeah, I think um, the the whole Ronaldo situation that that happened kind of before the World Cup, I think has has even maybe even turned me to be a Messi. I've I've always been a, a Ronaldo over Messi, but I don't know. I think for me now, it could it could be Messi, and I just I just look at, at what he's like um, as a player and and what he does for Argentina. And I said previously, everything goes through him. Um, I hate Argentina like with a passion, like that photo. At the end of the game, when they're all turned and looked, it just it just made me feel sick in the stomach. But the one thing I'll say about that, you've got what there was ten of them all looking at Netherlands, giving it this. Who's the one guy who's running towards like the goalkeeper, not even thinking about the other team? And it was Messi. He's just a model professional, and yeah, I just I just think he's unbelievable. And I I, I could almost bear them winning it for him, but the rest of them, oh, just hate him. Um, yeah, sorry, you, that little thing that uh, touched your point that I forgot to bring off the England game. Soon as after Kane missed the pen, um, who was the first player that went over and consoled him? Jude 19-year-old Jude Bellingham. That, that just shows what kind of a talent mentality he's got, for one. And then uh, I think just tying it back into this messy thing, that shows what he wants to do. He, he's, he's there for... Um, that gold trophy, um, and he's fixated on it for sure. Did yeah, you guys see uh, Mbappe as well? Yeah, yeah. When he tried to walk him, unbelievable, Jeff. Unbelievable, Jeff. Unbelievable, Jeff. Had to get that one in. <laughs> sorry, I think uh, Gareth is about to go there. No, oh, yeah. Sorry, mate. Yeah, I, I think that Mbappe thing. I actually heard heard it on another podcast. They're saying. It, it, it was slowed down, so it could have just been the fact that his face was like that when he made that. Apparently, he was laughing um, after Kane's missing that. But you know, I just that Argentina one was just disgraceful. Now I was going to ask um, you, Mike, because obviously you're, you're not the big Argentina fan at all. What did Croatia have to do to beat him? Um, um, Mike or this- Michael? Mike, sorry. Ooh, yeah, Mike. This is hard when you've got. I think this is why this is why I'm the one hosting it now, so we can we avoided that confusion. I mean, look, Croatia, I mean, I think for them, it's all all in the midfield, to be honest. Um, you know, Modric, Brezovic, um, you know, I think that's where they're really strong. And perhaps, you know, they've got your man, Josko Gavadio at the back. He's been absolutely solid. So I think it's just remaining really tight, uh, resolute as well. I mean, I think Argentina are probably going to set out and do a similar thing. Because for me, their game plan is, I think Messi is just getting him through. He's just that little sparkle that's getting them through. So... Now, I think if they can control the midfield, um, which wouldn't be all surprising, although I will give a shout to a player who I know City were linked with 
in the transfer window, Enzo Fernandez, because I think he's been fantastic um, throughout the tournament. But yeah, look, um, I think if you can contain Messi, shut that off, shut off his creativity, because he's so dangerous. You, you can see him looking around the pitch where he's, he virtually is just walking. It's quite remarkable. And you can see him constantly scanning, dropping deep, picking the right moments. He's just got an unbelievable intelligence. So they can somehow contain him and just limit those fine moments, those little small moments. I think it will go a long way. But, you know, of course, anything can happen. I've got a question for you, Michael, as soon as you won the one before. If, if Liverpool got messy, let's say, in January, it's, it's not going to happen. But let's say they got him in January. Where realistically do you think he could take them in terms of finishing in the Premier League and obviously the Champions No, it'd be Cup Tide Champions League, wouldn't it? Let's just say Premier League. Where would he take them in the Premier League? Would he get them into the top four? Would he get even higher? Or would he not make that much of a difference in a Liverpool team? Oh, he definitely would make a difference. I, I think we could easily go on the top four, top three, top two at a push. But um just brought up Enzo Fernandez, uh, Mike. Um, so obviously we're playing for Benfica now. There's the rumours that he's uh, signed a pre-contract with Liverpool only in the last couple of days. Um, wow. That they're going to meet any uh, release clause um, or any bid from any other club. Um, so that's done apparently um, for end of the season, um, along with Bellingham. So that name that you mentioned, he's having a fun World Cup. Ooh, that'd be interesting. What what uh, what's the fee there? Because I saw something that was like Liverpool agree a hundred million release clause fee with midfielder. I didn't click on the link or anything, but um... I think it goes up to a hundred million. Um, but obviously they're going to try and bid. They're not going to want to pay that full release. What the fuck? What the? F- <laughs> That's crazy. A hundred million. Nah, he's he's been fantastic. He's been fantastic. But hundred million, a bit steep, hey? I reckon. Um. So, yeah, obviously, you know, just touching on Argentina, I mean, is it just Messi that's getting... I think it's Messi that's getting him through, but, Michael, do you think it's just Messi getting them through? Because even that game against Australia, like I mentioned in the last pod, you know, he scored through four players. You know, I just don't think any other player um, is capable of doing that, finding those small small gaps, those, having, you know, those half chances, you know, converts them so well, better than anyone else. Well, like we said, everything goes through Messi, but uh, yeah. he's obviously not the only one out in the pitch. Um, they've got like talent, um, but they also got mentality, like we say, mentality monsters and goals. With them. Um, and then like Acuna left back, he's a beast. Um, and then uh, obviously Enzo in the midfield. Uh, so I, I think they've got enough to build as a team. Um, but if they come up against France, I think they need a bit of messy brilliance to get over the line there. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, what do you reckon about that, Gareth? Um, I'm a massive Romero fan. Um, I, I saw a thing that he came out and said if they were to some like come up against England, he was basically going to kick the crap out of Harry Kane, which I found quite funny. Um, I think I think he's quality. I've, I think he'd walk into to most uh, big teams in Europe personally. Um, but I think, yeah, going forward, I, I think they rely on on Messi so much. Um, obviously, Julian Julian Alvarez, I've, I've spoke to. I've tried to wind you up a little bit um, on our group chat. I think he, he does. He looks like a good player, and I think he he is a good signing for City. But he's obviously not the finished article yet. Um, but yeah, there are other attacking players like Di Maria's past it. Martinez, I don't think it's that flash. Their midfield, I'm, I'm not too sold on their midfield. And even um, Mar- Mar- Martinez in goal, 
he's, I know he, he plays well Argentina, but I still, I still don't, I don't think he's he's that great. So yeah, yeah I think, I think for me, all the dark most... arts, Gareth. I think the one that DePaul plays for Atletico Madrid that tells you all you need to know. Like, yeah, they're just <laughs> yeah. they're just like Atletico Madrid, aren't they? It's just I just the thing that's probably going to get them through is they'll probably get a referee that suits their style. Because every oh. single referee in the World Cup suits teams like Argentina, just <laughs> running up, being so serious. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Uh, um, you know, speaking of that, <laughs> <laughs> no, speaking on that, the referee in that that game, what was it? 17, 17 uh, yellow cards, I think it was. Absolute yes, pants. <laughs> Absolute. <laughs> he was. Absolute pants, in the words of Gareth Crawley. I mean, he's actually been sent home now, but good. He just, oh, just goes into the narrative. He's actually refereed a few city games, and him and Guardiola have had oh. had quite a few run-ins. He's shocking. It's he fits into that whole narrative that we've been talking about, where you know the referees and Gareth. If, if anyone's watching, saw his face there. Just you know, they're just getting in the players' faces, trying to put their stamp on the game, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, but. There's a boundary, and they've definitely crossed it. You know more more than crossed it. You know, um, it's just why would you just obviously he's tried to put his stamp on the game. I think he's just lost control in the end. Seventeen red uh, yellow cards, and then what was it? Dumfries. I think he got a red card at the end. Maybe a second yellow. I don't know if that was in the aftermath of the game or anything like that. But yeah, no, nah, disgraceful, disgraceful refereeing. And I think you know FIFA needs to look at it as well going forward. Um, Last last game, Croatia Brazil. So we did kind of touch on Croatia, um, and you know the next game going through. Obviously, it was pretty pretty intense. It's a couple of late goals. Obviously, Neymar scored a beauty. If you saw the intro, scored an absolute banger. That was that was just Neymar kind of you know when he's on, he summed up really well there. Um, and then obviously Croatia got a goal back fairly or shortly after. So. Michael, what do you what do you make of that? Because you know, from dancing against South Korea, strutting their stuff, and they're sent spiraling out, spiraling out by a European side, and they don't have a good record against European sides. I don't actually know if they've beaten the European side or they've got, got got a pretty bad record. Yeah, I don't know what the record is to be fair, but um, when Neymar put that in the back now, I thought this is nearly done here. Um, but yeah, I think where like you, said, I think you mentioned just before the where they they're strong and they they're really going to push in this competition is in the midfield and I think what Modric is thirty seven now, yeah. um, thirty seven to be playing peak football, um, carrying his country as well, um, wow yeah it, it, you, you know you can't write it any better so it's like when you say Ronaldo's passer how old is he look at Modric and playing in the midfield he's not just running on the shoulder is he. Um, so I think, you know, how much of a, what Ronaldo does to his body and looks after himself, he, some, a player like that leading his country and like the likes of Dayan Lovren as well. Um, all these players, guys, they come out and they'd be exceptional footballers for a month. Yeah, I think it's interesting with Croatia. I think they're bang average. But when they're, when they're all together, they just, they're hard to be. And when they need goals, they find it, which, you know, I'd, I'd love for England to be able to do because we can't seem to do it. And, you know, two two World Cups in a row where they could be making the final. And and who knows if they once they make the final, anything can happen. Um, they've obviously got some some good young players coming through as well, though. Um, so, yeah, they could, they could do anything. Um, Brazil, God, I was so happy with that. Like, when you, I know they say it's culture, but when you start doing stupid dances, 
It's going to come back and bite you in the ass, just like just like saying it's coming home for three months prior to the World Cup and every game until you get knocked out. It comes back and it bites you on the ass. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, like you say, Croatia, you don't don't rate them, right? You know, this is the thing about knockout football, and this is my long-standing debate about the Champions League. Michael's not ever going to agree with me on that ever. But does the best team really win it? Does the best team really ever win these knockout competitions? The best team's always in the picture to win it, yeah, 100%. But do they always I, I win think, it? I don't think they, they – no, they certainly don't. Well, they I don't, don't think – I don't think if you're leading to this point, Man City were ever the best team in the competition win. I don't think they're good at um, cup football. And I think they get um, psyched out mentally um, in the comp where other teams like Real Madrid, they walk into the pitch with this aura that this is our – this is our competition, and then they do play exceptional football. However, um, you can't necessarily buy that competition like the league, like a PSG. Um, well, not yet anyways. Um, and uh, and I think the games that really show is, uh, is, is, for me, arguably the biggest home game ever of the season is the home league of the semi-final of the Champions League. Um, bigger than any domestic game in your 38 games in the league i think um the 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 atmosphere that the crowd those the those countries can make just makes all the difference and i think that really shows i think um yeah. this is probably going to sound sorry so like, sorry to probably sound stupid but that that game where um liverpool come back against barcelona and won 4-0 if yeah, you should put, never have happened but if you put those 11 liverpool players in Man City shirts, and the game was at Etihad. No, it wouldn't happen. Happened. It wouldn't have happened. Like, and and it sounds stupid because it's the same eleven players, or even put yeah. them put them in Man City players and still played at Anfield. Like, but the fact because Liverpool have done it before, like Real Madrid, yeah. like the Champions yeah. League final last year, I could probably comfortably say that if Liverpool played Real Madrid ten times last season, they would have beat them eight times. But when it came to the crunch, Real Madrid, they just knew how to grind out results. They defended well. Yeah. Twire was quality and they took their chance when they got it. You just got to be able to get that results. And and Croatia, going back to the World Cup, they can do that. And it's just, it's amazing to see. Um, So, yeah, kudos to them. Yeah. Okay. I wish I didn't ask that question. Now you've just, uh, you just brought home some truths there for me. Um, Yeah. But this, this is what I mean, though, linking it back to the World Cup. You know, England, (laughs) you could play just as good as as France. Um, Brazil are, on paper, definitely, definitely have them over France. Uh, sorry, Croatia as well. Um, you know, this is the thing. And yeah, Morocco, Morocco, and mentality, Portugal, perhaps. Yeah. yeah, exactly right. So, yeah, maybe the best team doesn't win it, but perhaps yeah, it's about knowing what to do in those moments when it when it does come to the crunch, like you say. Um, all right, another thing as well, just to mention, you know, Brazil went one 0 up. Why didn't they just sit deep? I I, I watched a little bit of it and. Um, you know, they were looking to still go forward. It was just, just I don't even know. It was just schoolboy, schoolboy, really, schoolboy errors. Not the, I think, not the know, Brazilian way, is it, though? That's no. Their culture. No, but... So, I'd, yeah, you probably say, like, they should have, but they've got enough quality in that team to score again and and probably score again and, and then do their silly little dances. But, you know, I'm happy. I'm happy they just chose to, to stick with it and play how they did. But I know, I know it's not the Brazil way, but that's a cop-out for me. I mean, it's a knockout. Um, in a World Cup, you know, Brazil favourites, you know, just just get in there, sit down, uh, sit deep, sorry, and just defend. 
Like your life depends on it and just get through get through the tough games. And and for me as well, if you do those sorts of things and, and you get through those moments, then it actually makes you a better team because you've come through those moments. You know what to do when it when it does get really tough, especially as it kind of gets deeper and deeper and deeper into the competition. So yeah, that's, that's a few interesting points as well. It looks like their coach actually might leave as well. He's been linked with a couple of... Uh, European jobs, perhaps, maybe not for his dance moves whatsoever. Um, but yeah, he, he's, think, useless. Yeah, just, he's useless. He's <laughs> rubbish in the championship. Just stick with Brazil or go manage Sao Paulo. Don't don't try and manage anyone decent. You're useless. Absolute pants. Absolute. I got to stop playing that on loop. Um, yeah, Michael, what do you reckon? Because yeah, like I said, the European record's not great either against the the European sides. You know, they they come up against. Uh, South American sides do quite well. Obviously, I think they, they lost the Copa America, though, didn't they, to Argentina? So, and you, you could say they're a better side than Argentina as well. But yeah, what do you make of I, that mentality? I, or? Well, I think it's the opposition that they're coming up against. I, I, I think when they're playing like the Copa America uh, and the the nature of the opposition, for example, uh, the, the way they uh, Uruguay's the um, Argentinians and that they're in their face and it's 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 absolute war out there. So I think they're playing and they're going for every tackle and it's so fierce and they lose track of time essentially. So then they'll play out to the ninety. Where this game, I think once they score a thing, they were just going to happen to them, um, and then then realise are oh, the other teams. It's, it's not what we're used to in that respect, um, and then we'll just. Uh, We'll, get, we'll go through the motions, we'll kick on and we'll get ready for the next round. But that didn't happen, did it? Yeah, I think um, with with Brazil um, or South American tips, it's the emotion. When they yeah. play against Argentina, it's emotional. Uruguay, it's that emotion. Whereas, you know, when they when they play against, you know, teams like, like your Croatias and European teams, if Croatia go out to Brazil, it doesn't really mean much. Whereas, like... Uruguay, who are probably on a similar level to Croatia, probably not even as good as Croatia. If they go out to Brazil, it's, it's going to be massive because you've lost to another South American team, and there's there's yeah. so much. Every challenge would have been um, full blooded. Uh, you know what I mean? Um, people yeah. would be covering, running back, and there'll yeah. be absolute chaos. There was none of that. Yeah, you only have to look like, like even England, like you know, well, um, sorry, Euros when we drew with Scotland, it's because we played with that with that emotion. So, yeah, Croatia could just go out there and freely. And that's why I think Morocco have done so 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 good because people expect them to get beat every single time they play. There's just no expectation. They can just go out there and play football. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, either of you got anything else to add just before we move on? We're going to do – we'll do some predictions and we're going to go into Gareth's favourite segment, the quiz, which I don't know the answers to. So, uh, we're going to we're gonna go through that one together. So, Anything from you, Michael? I can see Gareth shaking his head there. No, I'm right. I'm ready for this quiz. All right. Well, we'll do predictions and we'll go into the quiz. So uh, just calm down, Quizmaster. I know, you, I know you're a little bit older than both of us, but just calm down. We'll save the bingo for later. Um, all right. That was, <laughs> sorry, mate. Um, all right. Uh, who we got? <laughs> I, I've lost my head now. Terrible jokes. I, I copped at school for my terrible jokes. That's why well. you need your Pep Guardiola thing for your terrible jokes. Rent free, Mike. Rent free. What the fuck? Good evening. All right, we just. We I still don't know what that. that is. Good, good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening. Lambalebaba Jeff. Lambalebaba Jeff. 
That's got to be my favourite one, and that's a Liverpool player, so that's saying something. Uh, all right, boys, when are the... Ooh, here we go. All Tomorrow right. morning. Yeah, far Argentina. out. Yeah, you, you know it. You you don't sleep, so... Um, no. <laughs> um, all right, so let's start with the first one. Uh, Argentina and Croatia. We go with you first, Michael. I'm going for... Oh, part of me says Argentina, but... My predictions have been horrendous, and it's probably going to continue. I think Croatia will, will uh, get the nitty gritty done and get through. Well, I, th- I think um, with the last five encounters, Croatia have won three, and Argentina wow. two. And the recent one, I think it was two nil, was something like that. And so they've had the um, the edge over them recent past. Um, being Messi's last World Cup, uh, you mm-hmm. can say the same to Modric, but uh, being Messi's last World Cup, um, I think they'll edge past just um, could be 4 0 Croatia. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the way things are going, I, I don't even know. I don't even want to predict anymore. I was coming on tonight, I was like, do I really want to predict if. if- you know, a meaningful number of people listen to this. I, I'd like to know the stats on on what our predictions are because I think we've we've got a pretty bad strike rate. Um, Gareth, yeah, they've been pretty poor. I think we didn't agree on the last uh, round, but I'm pretty sure I, I said Argentina on penalties, and I actually think it's going to be a penalty shootout again. And Croatia, let's speak about. We didn't speak about Croatia's goalkeeper. How good he's been in penalty shootouts, but I just think the the messy narrative continues. They'll go through on penalties, but I just I think he's going to fall at the final hurdle. It's going to be heartbreaking if he if he does that. It's going to be it is, but then you're going to look at the rest of the Argentinian team and you're going to go, actually, that is brilliant. <laughs> Otamendi, World Cup winner. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's shot. He actually, I must say, I've I've given him a bit of a flack. He was okay for City. He had moments. He's actually not been too bad at this World Cup, I would say. He's been okay, and but Lovren as well. Lovren's been decent for Croatia. Yeah. Yep. All the you know aging like fine wines. These fellas. Uh, Michael, step too far for Morocco. I've got a funny feeling that this could go to extra time, but I think France edge it in extra time. Cool. Uh, you got to go with France if you you're placing a bet. No way I'm you're going to put that. Morocco here. Yeah. You, you you know where you put Morocco here. Um, and you either say the only goal they, they conceded was an own goal. So, um, like, again, like with the Croatia, they won 4-0, uh, Morocco 2-0. But uh, no, um, I'm going to say a 2-0 France win in 90. Ooh, okay, interesting. Um, you know, you said no one would have put Morocco here. Well, actually, Samuel Eto'o did in his predictions. I think it was a Morocco... <laughs> And Cameroon final, but yeah, I'm not sure he's 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 been on something there. Uh, Gareth, um, well, I always say when you get knocked out in a major tournament, the team that knocks you out, you want them to go on and win it, so you can yeah. say, well, we got knocked out by the winner. So yeah, I think France, but I've said our predictions have been terrible. So let's go let's go four nil France in the hope <laughs> it will be four nil Morocco. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't don't, don't get me wrong. I want to see Morocco win the whole thing. So, I hope I, you're I, right, I'd love to see would be good. Win. I would like to get a stat for the amount of indoor football kits that are going to be Morocco after this World Cup. I think oh, they're going to skyrocket up. 
Um, did you did, did you see that? Uh, was it from the last uh, World Cup? The um, that lime electric green uh, uh, Nigerian kit. Yeah. Yeah, that was fire, wasn't nice it? Kit. So yeah, so but obviously that was something about it. <laughs> well, uh, I guess in in Gareth's logic, there you want the team that you get knocked out to go win it. I suppose we want Argentina to win it. Then, hey, Michael, at least we lost to the eventual winners. You know, no shame in that. Little Australia. Um, That's exactly what you can say. That's exactly what you say, and I'll be saying. I'll be like, oh, yeah, you know, we got knocked out by the double World Cup champions. Like it's coming home next time. You know, that's that's what that's what all the English will be saying. (laughs) Oh shit! All right, so we're going for we're going to go France, Argentina. Then I suppose Um, I reckon they'll be tight games. I'd like I'd like to see Morocco, even if they do go out. I'd like to see it be a tight, tense game. Give France a bit of a challenge. I think it can be a banana skin because it'd be easy for the French to go in and be arrogant. Although I don't think, you know, at this level, players necessarily go in and be arrogant. But, you know, it'd been quite a surprise package and it'd be good to see it keep going. Um, all right. So let's get into the quiz. I, um, I'm just going to sort my screen out here. We'll get it up on here. Uh, first question anyway, before I do get it up. Uh, what was the highest individual team score during the... So it's about the group stages. So what was the highest individual score during the group stage? 7-0. Spain. Yes, was it 7 Spain? Yeah. yeah. Oi, look at this. Nice one. Oh, we're doing it all together though, aren't we? Yeah, we'll do it together. Okay. Um, what we'll do is we'll, we'll just go... Michael can lock in an answer. Gareth can lock in one. I'll lock in one. Then we'll come come to an agreement. Uh, all right, oh, Jesus, more than 500 minutes of additional time being played at Qatar 2022, so group stages. England, um, oh, I think I know this one. England's win over Iran, the longest group stage fixture in the World Cup history. How many additional minutes were played in that match? So 23? Oh, sorry, go, Mike. Yeah, I think rules. it's 23. I think it was, yeah, 10 or 11 and 12 or something. Second half yeah. was 10, yeah, and I was like, I didn't think the first half was 17. I thought it was like 14, so yeah. that seems closer, but yeah, let's let's go with that. All right, let's lock it. Oi, what the fuck? Oh, shivers. Wow. What the fuck? 27 minutes. That's ridiculous. That's, well, that's calmed down a lot. Now, didn't I? So that 10 and 14 doesn't equal 27. So, oh, no, they play extra, extra time. That's yeah, that's just crazy. Show. But I feel like they haven't been doing that as much now. So I just, I just don't. Oh, see they that. they counted the hundred. Oh no, I don't know. Public outcry, public outcry. So they they tend to stop it, which is why, which was why I think that referee from Argentina Netherlands has been sent home because of social media, basically. Yeah. Um. All right. Teams from a record six continents have progressed from the group stage into the last sixteen. Europe leads away. How many of its thirteen qualifiers? Are still standing. This one might be a hard one because it it might be when, a bit when, outdated. When was this? Yeah, well, let's have a look. Eh? December the second. So it's only last week, or a week and a bit ago. Oh. I'm gonna go six. Yeah, I'll join you. One. I'm gonna go eight. Yeah. All right, go six, six wins. Oh, <laughs> Michael was right. Should listen to him. All right, which country received the most yellow cards during the group stage? Let's go, oh. Michael. Uh, Saudi Arabia. Yeah, I was thinking Saudi Arabia too. To be honest, before looking, I was going to, it's going to have to be South American, but I'm happy to go Saudi Arabia with you guys. 
Yeah, nice yeah. guess. I would say they yeah. don't have the ball. They'll be putting all these challenges. Yeah, in. yeah, true. 14 yellow cards in three matches. Uh, Ronaldo's goal against Ghana meant he broke a record by scoring five. how many? Five? Yep. Yep. Nice one. All right. What was memorable about he Theo Hernandez's World Cup debut? He came on as a substitute for his brother, didn't he? Yeah, his brother did. I didn't realize it was his World Cup debut. Must have been the Euros yeah. when he played last. Yeah. yeah, his brother did his ACL. I think that's right. Yeah. Nice one. Memorable for his brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when did you make your debut? Oh, my brother did his knee. Uh, scored in all three. That's Mbappe, yeah? Gakpo. Gakpo? Mbappe. I'm doing Mbappe. I thought it was Gakpo. I thought it was Gakpo. It could, be. it could be. I feel like Gakpo scored a lot, but I... He did. Yeah. Killian I scored five in the group stages, I think. But yeah, yeah you're yeah. right. Boom. Well done. Yeah. Murata as well. Yeah. Which World Cup first happened in the match between Portugal and Uruguay? Whoa. Surely it's the middle one because they're both quite aging. Oh, then again, Portugal don't have that many aging players. I mean, Pepe, Ronaldo. Um, I'm going to go 10 players from the same club were involved. I'm going five players aged 35 and over. Because what club was it? Yeah, Ronaldo, uh, Godin is two. Pepe. Uh, Pepe, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. Do it. Wow. Suarez, Cavani. Cavani, yeah. 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 Canada Canada scored the 100th goal of the 2022 World Cup, but how did it happen? Own goal. Oh, was it? Yeah, you might be right. But there, was it Davy scored a diving header? Yeah. I don't think it was a diving header, though, in one yeah, of them. Yeah, he a header, Davey. but yeah. It wasn't a diving header. All right, we're going own goal then? Going own goal. Oh, look at this. Knowledgeable. Yeah. Um, What's significant about oh, Andrew's... It was his international debut. Yeah, that's right. I remember hearing about this. I've got that keeper from Ajax who's about 40 years old by the looks of it. Eight out of 10. Tremendous. That's an A in school. Mate, this is what happens when I do the quiz. This is why I have to get you guys doing the quizzes. Just improve your knowledge. That's why I'm the quiz master. Um, all right, boys. Anything else to add? Otherwise, I think we're going to wrap it up. Just just under an hour. I think it's pretty good timing. Nah, nothing oh, from me. Nah, uh, we're right. Who are we picking for the final? Who's the winner? What winner? Uh, I actually think if the if the finals France Argentina, I honestly think France will beat them four now. Yeah, I think France will. Yeah, yeah I'm going France. I think France will batter Argentina if that's. Wouldn't if it be great? Why. I would love a Morocco Croatia final. It'd be interesting. It'd be brilliant. Uh, it? I wouldn't like Croatia. No? I wouldn't mind a Morocco Argentina. A bit more fiery. Why not Croatia? Uh, they put me to sleep. <laughs> Hello to my crash. Absolute pants. <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. Boys, thanks for that. That was a really good one. Uh, it's good to be talking about the World Cup again. We'll be back uh, next week, hopefully um, before I head off to Europe. So I'll be posting some some social media content on my trip abroad if I, if I get a chance. I say this now and then I'll probably forget. 
But uh, I'm going to a couple of Premier League games. Um, I'm going to a PSG games also. I really want Messi to get knocked out so he's fit in time to play the mighty Strasbourg in Ligue 1. So <laughs> we'll see what happens there. But uh, cheers, Michael. Thanks for that. Thanks, Mike. Cheers, Gareth. Thanks, mate. I just wanted to say as well, Strasbourg have the most fake tickets ever sold in Europe, so you could be in trouble when you rock up there and your tickets fake. <laughs> the fucking baguette-eating dickhead frog. That's a bit racist. He's made me... <laughs> uh, good news, it's actually at the Stade de France. Wow, that was a good pronunciation. Um, all right, so thank you everyone for listening. Uh, this will be uploaded as a podcast anyway if you did miss any of it. Um, thanks again for listening to the Perth De La Prem podcast. You can catch us and all our social media on Linktree, linktr.ee forward slash Perth De La Prem. Gareth has distracted me over there. Uh, on your preferred podcasting platform, Spotify, SoundCloud, Acast, Apple Podcasts, and many other places. You can check us out on YouTube as well and check out our TikTok. Make sure you give us a follow on Twitter and on Facebook. Until next time, thank you for listening.